Studios because you know, he's a spot, and um, I got motivated not just off that song because that song really means a lot, you know. But um, shout out Los Lonely Boys, favorite shit. Um, we did a STD, me and Murph, and we also did a Booze and Dudes, me and Murph and Bucks with Mama Bucks, but uh, it was a weird one was one that ended with us basically talking about how uh, we, well not we, uh, Bucks basically ended it with basically saying like he's going to change up the shit and who knows what's going to happen from now on. Which, all kidding aside, I'm fucking thrilled about. The second I heard him say that, where he was like, dude, I don't want to do this shit anymore, I don't want to change things, I got super excited. I didn't even care what he said next. Because, I, I, I mean, I've been talking about this on at least this podcast, that, uh, I feel like things have been getting stale for a while, and that uh, things either need to get serious and or ridiculous because it seemed like half of us were in it for the money and or fame or variety or attention, followers, whatever the fuck you want to call it, and the other half of us were into it because we just like doing it or because we enjoy doing what we do. I'm somewhere in the middle. <laughs> like I, I really do enjoy doing this, but at the same time, I'm super nervous half the time and super anxious, and I don't like when some things get carried away. Things get too personal, you know, names get mentioned, shit like that. I don't like that. Like I said, I'm, I go by SG on here. Pretty sure most of you guys figured out my name is Jesse, but um, outside of that, I mean, yeah, I don't. It's not that I don't like people to know about me, it's just there's no real point. It doesn't change the story, it doesn't make it better or anything. Like, I mean, if you personally know me, then you understand who I'm talking about, but if you personally know me already, I'm pretty sure you're fucking just hearing the story because of how factual I tell things. You understand everything already, but... Um, anyway, back to the subject. We did an STD, and it was about um, another taboo subject. We tried to do another one on D, the letter, for doom and destruction, it was basically going to be like all the negative shit in our life that's currently happening, all the negative shit in our life that has happened, it's major, you know, just go from there, <clears throat> and uh, we got interrupted by Bucks' in-laws, 
Shiesty and uh, his wifey, Miss Shiest, I guess you want to call or I'm going to call her from here. But uh, long story short, me and Murph were there and we were kind of bullshitting. She was on our side, so we're bullshitting, you know, talking more. And somehow the conversation came up about how many sexual partners you had. And so, Murph throws it right out. You know, over 100. And she goes, what? And then she tends to explain to us that not only is Shiesty her best lover, but he's her best lover by default. Because, only lover. Fucking awesome. And don't get me wrong, it sounds all great and storybook and shit. And I'm pretty sure... In their situation, it's pretty cool. Because, I mean, I've heard both sides. I've heard from Shice himself talking about his lady. Like, hey, we're golden, bro. I love that shit. Cool. So, that's cool because he's my boy first. You know, don't get me wrong. I, I always care about what ladies say most. But I don't even remember her name half the time. So, I can't really say we're close or friends or anything. Uh, as of today, I think her name is Julie or Jules. But, um, that's right. What a J. So, she's another J. It's Shiest. Shiest is awesome. He's my boy for life. He's fucking cool. He's my boy Bucks' actual brother, you know? So, golden. But then on top of that, he's just been a great guy since. He's fucking helped me personally as a father and stuff because he's he's a father, what, 10 years before me? I forget. My daughter's three. His daughter's like 14. Yeah, at least 10 years. And that was the other one. I don't have any close friends that have daughters. Remember, Sassy has a little boy. Bucks also has a little boy. Like, I mean, he has a stepdaughter, but that's kind of different. And I don't want my kid to talk to me the way I've seen his stepdaughter talk to him. Most of the time when I see it, it's quick interactions. She comes in the room. Maybe it's because we're just podcasting. Hopefully it's just because of that. I mean, like I said, I'm not there. I don't fucking... I remember when she was a kiddo. And we would film our skits as a crew net, or before the crew network. Like this is just when we're just the crew, and fucking filming our own movies and dumb shit like that. Um, yeah, uh, she was cool, man. She was a goofy little kid. Makes sense. Her mom's goofy. Bucks is goofy. You're gonna be fucking goofy. Cool kid. Never had an issue with her. She wasn't shitty. And if she was, it was understandable. You know. Little kids get fucking agitated. I know this even more so because of my kids, but kids are shitty, man, until they're like about 10 or 11. By that point, you can hit them and be like, you're acting stupid and you know it. Shut the fuck up. Or whatever your culture says to do, you know, pull them aside, time out, 10 seconds. I don't know. Or fucking some of my friends that are different, fucking beat the fuck out of them. Pull them aside, fucking put them in the car with grandma, and grandma talks to them for half an hour. That shit sounds way worse than what I got. I used to just get a quick slap in the back of the fucking head, like around the ear and shit, where it kind of hurts, but, like, you know, it just looks like you're scratching your ear to hold it. Like, ugh. So anyway, me and, uh, Shicey's wife, and Murph, so it's kind of, like, if we could have fly on the wallet, and you would have not heard everybody else talking super loud, because, I mean, maybe we should just put the STD episode right after this you know like connect it to this episode because you could hear that me and me and Murph were trying to do an episode and then fucking just you hear the fam come in you know Shice his lady Bucks his lady they came in it's their house man like 
we all can decide and say it's a studio. It is a studio, though. Don't get me wrong. I've been to legit studios that are like, it's his own room, and they got half the shit that my boy Bucks got. So, fuck you, this shit's a studio. It's just, my boy Bucks has a fucking family he actually cares about and is involved with, not one of you pieces of shit studio execs. So, like, oh, yeah, I got a family, too. It's like, nah, dude, I'm talking about, he sees his family every day. He eats dinner with them. Big difference. You're the type of piece of shit that cheats on your wife half the time and claims that that's your family because you pay them money. Shut up. I'm talking about, like, of producers and shit, my boy Bucks is one of the most ethical ones ever. Uh, dude, here's how easy it is. If right now we're making a million dollars every, like, three months or something, Bucks would totally give us, like, pretty sure half. Like, he would buy us cars. Like, he would at least treat us right. Other execs, you know, like, they would probably just, like, buy the buy us like a big birthday present every year like our kids some cool nice shit and be a piece of shit about it you know but Bucks is the type of guy that would like throw that shit back at us and I love him to death for that and I love him and I, I trust him always I told him that forever I'm like dude worst case scenario if shit gets big I'll quit the group but you'll be my manager bro me and you we'll go wherever <laughs> anyway going off subject um me and uh Bucks's sister-in-law uh, and Murph started talking about uh, sexual partners. And this is a conversation that, as much as people always talk about, like, oh yeah, that's kind of a conversation you should have. No, it isn't. There's no fucking reason to have this conversation. What are you going to get out of it? Oh, I thought you had sex with more people. That's fucking horrible to say. Or, wow, I didn't know you were a whore. They're not. You were totally willing to have sex with them up until you found out the number, so just leave it alone. But, it was funny to me that uh, her number was low, I'll just say that, and she was completely amazed. Literally said it out loud. That's fucking amazing. Like, what you're saying. She was talking about me and Murph. Because Murph's up in the hundreds. He's up high. I don't know if I said it on this podcast. I think I have before, but I'm in the 70s. High 70s. Almost 80. Not proud of it. Not even, like, thinking it's a big deal nowadays. Because uh, when I was with my ex back in the day, she was number 13. Unlucky or lucky. For me, it was a lucky number. Forever. Number 13 was awesome. Uh, one of the first Little League, I think the second team I ever played in, I was number 13. A bunch of great shit happened to me that year. I was awesome. In and out of baseball. Or Little League. Fucking, it was a great year. Uh, two years later, I wore the number 13 again. The last year I played baseball. When I quit and also did Taekwondo at the same time. Awesome fucking year, by the way, again. So, 13 was always lucky for me. The year in between me and wearing that, I switched teams because I went to the next level up in, in the league. You know, Mustang, Junior, all there's the leagues. I'm pretty sure, uh, I, I'm, I always say American terms, but I, I hate that knowing that the majority of the listeners to this are actually from Europe and Finland and Germany and shit. Cool. Love you guys. You guys are awesome. Anywho inside right now because tomorrow is my son's birthday and I got the wife and her fucking sister uh, making decorations and all kind of shit so I'm trying to be all private and quiet so sexual partners yeah my ex was number 13 the unlucky number but like I said for me lucky I guess in the relationship unlucky overall but at the time great everything was fucking solid while with her, though, in the very end, when we started, like, 
getting crazy and like you know figuring ourselves out because I think she realized it like I said all the time women are smarter than men you guys think shit through way too much as anxious as I am there's probably a woman that's ten times as anxious as me so she beats me three times over which is my ratio for us anyway um when you guys end relationships you guys end it twice there's a physical ending when, when you tell the person that's over and there's the emotional ending when you get attached to somebody else so there's that um pretty sure my ex got emotionally attached to somebody at one point because she got weird for a while and during that wild time in the very beginning at least she was on my team or our team or whatever and she helped me uh she didn't help me but um she led me to experiences that were with other people that was the adding to my number originally in my head 13 was going to be the lucky number because i was like the one you know at the time but like i said towards the end she got weird and we slept with her friends we slept with other people and uh, yeah, so the number grew. Then when it was over, I think we're about we, I was <laughs> at 23, and then immediately after that, just fucking Tinder, um, fucking what was it, Mingle or some shit? Like there's a bunch of stupid websites back in the day, or a little apps on your phone. Too easy. And on top of that, I was still going to bars. With my friends, I was still uh, in college, so I talked to them, and um, yeah, shit was uh, oh shit, I'm about to burn something, yeah, so yeah, I love because they never grew up cooking, they don't understand what things that smell like that are burning, so shit was burning, they noticed, anyway, back to the subject, so yeah. We got up to 20, or I got up to 23, and uh, then we split up, and wow, I was good, I didn't do shit, I literally just was brutally honest people, I was a 26 year old, I was pretending to be like a 40 year old, giving out dumb advice, because my life ended this way, so if yours is headed that way, this is how it ended, I was that piece of shit, like emo poet dude, for a while. And, uh, it worked. <laughs> it got me some randoms. I'm like, oh, yeah, we could date. Like, oh, okay, cool. And a lot of them were the same. Tattooed chicks, pierced chicks, uh, young skinny ones with their hair in their face. And the easiest line across them was you would just pull their hair back past so you could see both of their eyes and just be like, well, you look like this, you're beautiful. And they would fucking melt. It was garbage. And then, uh, I started going out of clubs, you know, partying and getting drunk and doing other drugs. Because most clubs, that's what you're really going for. If you're a person that just goes to go dance and drink, that, <laughs> that shit's hilarious to me. Because uh, once you've ever started doing drugs and stuff like that and you're open about it, when you go to a bar or club, fuck, man, you see it super obvious. And, and it's pretty cool because you can get deals that way, you know. You see like two or three dealers there go, oh, hey, how much do you sell them? Dude gives you a price, you walk away, go to the other one. How much you sell? Okay, cool. You fucking buy the better one. But, yeah, it's super ridiculous. Talking to Bucks' sister in law, it made me think about that. Like, how obvious things are to people when you're looking for it, and how hidden they are when you're not. Not only was she just amazed by our numbers. 
she was tripping when we would tell the stories. She was like, how open are you about this? Like, this is crazy. Like, I would be embarrassed or like, I just wouldn't. And she's like, especially with me, she told me aside, she was like, you're okay with this, I guess. It sounds like, because you're like open to talk about it. I'm like, well, yeah. Like, you know, I told other people about it. I'm all, I'm pretty sure. I don't know how Murph is. Hopefully he's talked to other people. If he's talking just to us, I mean, it might be good because... Sorry, I'm outside again. Like I said, the fans inside still doing stuff for my son's birthday party tomorrow. But, um... I don't know how Murph is. I don't know if he told his family. I asked him a lot. I'll have to ask him that. I'm like, hey, dude. You got real friends and all. Like, especially more than me. I know that for sure. Like, I'm a real private person. I don't, like telling people shit, which is why I'm always amazed that I'm able to do this, but, um, yeah, uh, I always hope he talks to other people about shit, because his shit's pretty, like, out there, you know, not something that everybody can just be like, oh, okay, and, uh, it got me thinking, again, about the last episode, which is the update, where I was like, oh, man, I'm trying to do something different, you know? want to do this more I'm going to start doing more of these which are true rants to me the rants I used to do were more like focused on something and I would think it through for a bit and then talk I didn't write it down obviously but I mean I would just voice it out at least this is more like straight sporadic like I said I literally just got home from from there and uh, that song <laughs> I mean musically it's a genius you know down 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 but uh, the lyrics were just hitting me even more so. And I was like, I'm already thinking about this. Fuck it. I'll just let it out. And I'm not talking about anything crazy. So. Huh. I'm being quiet because of this. It's an old, like, sports car from the 90s. It hasn't been <sighs> maintained well. Shit sounds garbage, but uh, yeah. So, um, thanks for listening. And like I said, I'm just venting. I'm gonna get a little bit more comfortable with this, it seems like. And uh, hopefully, you guys enjoy it. Thanks again. Age gaps are coming soon for real this time. I'm gonna start, uh, I guess, start right now, actually. Fuck it, let's just do that. Uh, zero to five. I remember my dad not being around a lot and uh, noticing it. And being around my family a lot more. My mom's side, big time. I pretty much, like, lived in my grandpa's house. I mean, my cousins actually lived there. Because her mom lived there. But as a kid, I felt like I lived there the most. And then about three or four, I remember being around my dad's side of the family more. And they were ridiculously different. They were really strict, real proper. Um, like a boarding school, private school style. My grandpa wasn't, but he passed away when I was six months, and that was like the first death that I could truly remember. I remember the funeral. I remember certain settings, which is really weird. And it's not from photos or nothing. I remember telling my brothers about this when I was little, and they were like, that's fucking crazy. He was super cool, great guy. Uh, Supposedly, I'm the most like him physically. Um, His height, his weight, uh... I like doing mechanical things like he did. I like building things. He That was like his thing. Uh, he also liked to get drunk and just hang out with his friends a lot. 
also me. <laughs> uh, I've been noticing lately that when I talk about somebody that really matters to me, my voice begins to do this. It just cracked. Uh, I was on Clubhouse, by the way. If you find a guy called some guy on Clubhouse, it's like some guy, I think like underscore HGR or SGR. That's me. <laughs> so that's cool. But uh, I did a bunch in a day. Hey. What are you doing? Re recording? What? Recording what? Mine. You can go inside. We're going to bed. Uh, my wife's here. You guys want to say hi? Hello. <laughs> so I guess I'll end it now. <laughs> that's funny.